Matthew 5, verses 33 through 37, these are God's words. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black, but let your yes be yes, and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So far the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. The Lord Jesus again is teaching us how to read our Bibles, that we don't uh, go to our Bibles looking for excuses for what we want to do. In the previous section, you remember in Deuteronomy 24, 1-4, because divorce causes adultery. God was giving uh, regulations for them not uh, to commit that adultery and make things even worse. And in the course of giving those regulations, he referred to a certificate of divorce, which would make things orderly, even though they were still sinful. And they were like, aha, see, divorce is okay, as long as you have a certificate. And so they're coming to the scripture Uh, with a desire to do something wrong and looking for an excuse from the scripture. Well, we have something similar here. When he says again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. Uh, It is a combination of Exodus 20 verse 7 and Leviticus 19 verse 12 and Deuteronomy 23 verse 23. And each of those uh, had something to do with the Lord's name. And so, Exodus 20, verse 7, you shall not take the name of your Lord in vain, and then combine that with verse 16, you shall not bear false witness uh, against your neighbor. Uh, But then Leviticus 19, 12, uh, you shall not swear by my name falsely, nor shall you profane the name of your God, I am Yahweh. So combining those two things, Uh, And then finally, Deuteronomy 23, verse 23, uh, That which has gone from your lips you shall keep and perform, for you voluntarily vowed to Yahweh your God what you promised with your mouth. Uh, And so uh, what we have in verse 33 is a hybrid uh, of all three of those, or four if you count uh, Exodus 20, verse 7 and 20, verse 16, uh, as kind of two separate things. Uh, And he says, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. And what they had done is they had taken this bearing of false witness and swearing falsely or not keeping your promises. And they said, aha, it is when you swear by the name of the Lord or when you take an oath or make a promise in the name of the Lord that you really have to keep it. But at other times, there is lower obligation for Uh, having to keep your promises or lower obligation for having to tell the truth. So they made this like sliding scale of honesty uh, in your life. And uh, very conveniently then they would just avoid making promises in the Lord's name altogether because then, you know, you were somewhere lower on the sliding scale and you could break the promise. And uh, they had, uh, they had an uh, entire system uh, of those things. The Lord Jesus is going to address this later. And Matthew records that for us too. Um, Chapter 23, he says, Woe to you blind guides who say, Whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. 
But whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obliged to perform it. Fools, blind. Which is greater, the gold or the temple that consecrates, makes the gold holy? And whoever swears by the altar does nothing, but whoever swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, which is greater? The gift or the altar that consecrates, sanctifies, makes holy the gift. Therefore, whoever swears by the altar swears by it and all the things on it. He who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. He who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits on it. Uh, and so they had had this uh, this whole series of things that you would uh, could swear by, but it was quote-unquote nothing. You didn't have to tell the truth. You didn't have to keep your promise. Uh, and so they had used the Lord bringing his name to their attention uh, in the various passages that you know, Exodus 20, Leviticus 19, Deuteronomy 23, they had used that in their sin, in their desire to excuse themselves for dishonesty sometimes, they had actually used those passages to say you only had to be honest when you used the Lord's name in your speech. Now, of course, that is wicked, and they are forgetting what even the Lord's name actually means. Because the Lord's name was Yahweh. I am that I am, meaning that he has being and existence inherent to himself. He is uncreated. Uh, he uh, Existence is part of his innate nature. Existence uh, does not belong to us. We exist in dependence upon God. He made us, and if he ever were to stop upholding us, we would cease to exist immediately. Uh, and so, if they had understood that, uh, they would have understood that you swear by heaven, you swear by something that's connected to God. You swear by earth, you swear by something that's connected to God. You swear by Jerusalem, you swear by something that's connected to God. Even if you swear by your own head, which is a way of saying, on my life. You hear people say that still today. On my life, or I swear on my own head, was the way they said it, meaning the same thing. He's like, you don't even, you don't even get to decide whether the hair coming out of your head is black or white. God is the one to whom your life belongs. Don't you see that no matter what you swear by, you swear in the presence of God and you swear on something that belongs rightly to God. And so all of our speech, all of our speech is before God as witness. And all of our speech uh, is created for the, for the point of praising him. Uh, he is the God of truth. Uh, the devil is the liar from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of it. The uh, scripture tells us in John uh, 8, verse 44. So uh, we, are, uh, we are to keep all of our vows and all of our oaths. There isn't this sliding scale. In fact, we are not only to speak seriously and truthfully in all of our promises, uh, but we are to speak seriously and truthfully uh, at all times, even in ordinary conversation. Uh, did you wash your hands? Yes. Or no. Uh, not yes, I swear. Or, I promise. Honestly. Or this is the gospel truth. You know who add things like that to their yes or to their no? Liars. Liars add things like that. Because if they weren't liars, they would have, uh, their character would be known that if they said yes, it meant yes. 
And they wouldn't have to say, I swear, or on my mother's life, or no one says that anymore because people don't honor and love their mothers enough. It uh, used to be that uh, even the most wicked man you know, at least had tenderness and honor for his mother. And you, you know, so you'd get the greatest scoundrels and criminals who would like, oh, I swear on my mother. So we should be honest, not just when swearing an oath, but we should be honest even in our daily conversation. Now, the fact uh, that oaths and vows are uh, appropriate, we can see throughout Scripture. Uh, you can see it in... Uh, even in the Lord, not forbidding the making of vows to him, but the requiring of the keeping of vows and passages that we've already seen. We can see it in God himself uh, swearing an oath, which shows us that that swearing an oath is not meant to say, I'm going to be more truthful right now, because God can't be more truthful than he is at any time. God uh, cannot lie. It is impossible for God to lie the opening of the book of Titus says. Uh, and so uh, we know that God, when he swears the oath to Abraham, uh, Hebrews uh, tells us he swears by himself because there's nothing higher to swear by. Uh, and it's not for God's sake, it's for Abraham's sake. It's because Abraham is weak in faith. And so God gives to Abraham one more thing to help his faith, not one more thing to, uh, to uh, attest that God is telling the truth. The fact that God is saying it means it's the truth. Uh, and we, too, then swear, not for God's help, and uh, it ought not to be for us to make the truth, but when we do take a vow or take an oath, uh, we do so recognizing before God and before men the significance, the seriousness, the solemnity of the thing to which we are promising. So a man and a woman take a vow or take vows with one another, not because uh, in their marriage or in their covenanting, uh, together, uh, that it would have been okay for them to commit adultery or okay for them to abandon each other. Or, but the, the vow is for their own sake, to help them be more serious about keeping their promises because they are sinners. And their vow is for the witnesses' sake, to give their, those who witness the vow the ability to hold them, uh, to, hold them to it more, uh, more plainly, more clearly, more obviously. Same thing for membership vows, um, in a church or nation vows with a man, uh, or when you're participating in a court proceeding and there's a matter of justice and what happens with other people's lives and other people's property uh, is on the line, uh, there are occasions. But uh, it should not then become a part of our ordinary speech. Uh, if a vow is used to express the seriousness uh, of something that is a very significant moment in, in life or has significant, you know, profound uh, ramifications for what is going to happen with uh, with people's lives, then what happens if we just make vows all the time? Something that is overused like that, it's like the government printing more money, right? The, the currency becomes less valuable. Well, if you, uh, if you inflate the number of vows that you're making, making swearing oaths and, and solemn promises... Uh, all the time, uh, you reduce the value of the promise. You reduce the value of uh, of the oath. Uh, and so, uh, in ordinary conversation, verse 37 is telling us two things. First, that we should be consistently honest all the time, even in the smallest things. Uh, but second, that when we are in ordinary conversation, don't use the oath. Don't use the vow. You save that for... 
significant things uh, that, that we need the extra seriousness and the solemnity uh, in order to help us because we are sinners, because we are fickle uh, and often unfaithful. Uh, and so uh, so the, the Lord Jesus takes the seriousness of using God's name in an oath and he says, don't swear by any of these other things. Uh, take the fact that the using of God's name tells us the seriousness of an oath or a vow. And don't use that as an excuse to be dishonest at other times. No, you must always be honest. But do use it to recognize that you shouldn't always be swearing vows and oaths, because that is going to cheapen the seriousness of your oath and the seriousness uh, of your vow. So again, we must come to the word of God as it instructs us not looking for excuses to do what our sinful hearts want to do. We must come and receive what the word says in its context as given to us by the Lord Jesus himself, who is God from all eternity, who is God who has given the Bible, who is God who gave his law uh, at Mount Sinai and uh, by the scriptures of the prophets, but who has now become man to save us, and is making very clear that his becoming man to save us does not cheapen or decrease his law at all. It just describes to us what his righteousness is like, what he has done in our place, and what we whom he saves must aim for, because he is doing that in us too, as he fits us for glory, as he fits us for the new heavens and the new earth with him forever. So uh, let us be careful to always be truthful and honest in all of our daily conversation. Uh, watch out for all of those throwaway ways that we were recognizing, I swear, I promise, etc. Don't fill your conversations with those things. It's just going to cheapen your promises and your vows when you need uh, to really make them. Uh, be grateful that the Lord Jesus is the truth. And remember that when you do lie, if you if you are a liar and you have to fill your conversation with other things and not just have yes, yes, or no, no, that's from the evil one. The devil is the liar, a liar, and he is the father uh, of lying. There's no lying that comes from God. It comes only from Satan. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our heavenly Father, I thank you for your love to me and to my dear family, that you would give us your word, that you would give us your son, that you would give us to know about your forgiveness, that you would give us to know about your righteousness. Pray that your Holy Spirit would help us to remember this part of your word uh, and the truth that you teach us in it. Please help my children always to be honest uh, and to flee from lying like they would flee from the devil, since that is the, since that comes from him. We pray both, O Lord, that you would help us uh, not to be making vows and oaths and, uh, and promises and swearings uh, in our ordinary conversation, lest we cheapen it. But then, O Lord, when we do take these serious vows, we pray, O Lord, that you would help us, uh, that you would make them helpful to us to keep them. Uh, we thank you that you yourself uh, have sworn and vowed and upon yourself in things 
in order to help us, O Lord, forgive us for how unbelieving we often are, and grant unto us that we would be sure of everything that you say, uh, lest we would treat your faithful word like the unfaithful words of men. Don't let us do that, we ask. Help us in all these ways, we ask, for your glory and out of your love for us that desires our good, both of, for both of which you gave Christ, and in his name we ask it. Amen.